Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Backyield Show. My name is Joe Lowry, and on this episode, we are diving into one of the many things going on in the busy world of American soccer right now. That is the United States women's national team's latest roster ahead of a pair of friendlies coming up in October. That's later on this month, of course. Now, there's plenty of other things to watch out for in the American soccer world right now. You can go check out backheel.com where we have a preview of the NWSL playoffs from our very own Ariana Cascone, talking about why each team will and won't win the NWSL championship. I love this piece from Ariana. She did a great job providing equal parts optimism and pessimism. It's a fantastic primer on the action that's going to start tomorrow, Friday, October 20th, in the NWSL postseason. I'm looking forward to that action starting, and I'm better off for having read Ariana's piece first. We've also got the USL championship playoffs starting this weekend. We have our very own John Morrissey over at Backheel.com dividing each USL championship playoff team into tiers to decide the favorites, the dark horses, and some of the better luck next times in the postseason field in the USL championship. Go check out that story as well over on the website. On today's show, though, like I said, we're talking about the United States women's national team. We're not talking tactics. We're not digging into any of that stuff. We're looking at the roster for these games, which is significant because of a couple of young players that are in the squad. We'll talk more about that after the intro music, but for now, in just 10 minutes or less, let's get it rolling. All right, folks, the reason why this United States women's national team roster is so significant in a moment where they do not have a permanent manager, the reason why this is so important is because of two young names in the squad. The roster includes a pair of 18-year-olds in San Diego Wave attacker Jaden Shaw, who was in the last camp as well for the United States, and the Portland Thorns attacking midfielder Olivia Moultrie. Now, Olivia Moultrie is known first and foremost around the American soccer landscape, and even a bit broader than that, because of her work and eventually getting to play in the NWSL in the first place as such a young player. She was in a legal battle with the NWSL and eventually was ruled that she should be able to play and is now doing so at a very high level for Portland as they prepare for the NWSL playoffs. Of course, both Portland and the San Diego Wave on bye in the first round of the NWSL postseason. They won't get to their first round game until after the upcoming international break where the U.S. will take on Colombia here in two friendlies in the United States. Why is it so important for the U.S. that they have two 18-year-olds, and specifically these two 18-year-olds in their squad without a manager? Well, the answer is because it's the start of a youth movement for the United States women's national team. Now, they've already refreshed after the failure at the most recent Olympics. There were some younger names in for the World Cup, moving on from different pieces and parts of the older generation. But with players like Megan Rapinoe and Julie Ertz retiring and other veterans likely to take a reduced role for this next tournament cycle. With the Olympics less than a year away, it is crucial for the United States to get some of these younger names in the squad to see what they can do and actually test them at the international level. Now, I mentioned that Shaw had been called up before. She did not make her actual debut for the United States senior team last month in September. Olivia Moultrie has never been in a U.S. women's national team senior team camp before. Let me tell you, both of these players are ballers in the NWSL. We'll start with Jaden Shaw. She's a phenomenal, versatile attacker. She has an incredible combination of vision, playmaking, her range on the ball, her ability to move into space off the ball is almost unmatched at any age level in the NWSL. She's in her second year right now for San Diego, turned pro in 2022 at age 17, scored on her debut, was on an incredible hot streak last year for San Diego when she worked her way into that lineup under Casey Stoney, has been in the United States youth national team setup before. 
This year, though, she has blossomed into a key player for the San Diego Wave. She can play as a number 10. She can play a little bit wider. She can play a little bit higher. She can influence the game regardless of where you put her on the field. Jaden Shaw is just that good. When you go and look at some of her numbers from the year, if you check out FB Ref, they've got great scouting reports. When you compare Jaden Shaw to other attacking midfielders and wingers in the NWSL, she pops as both a goal scorer and a chance creator because she is both of those things. Shaw is an NWSL star already at just 18 years old, and I'll be shocked, I do mean shocked, if she's not playing a massive role for the United States, if not by the time the Olympics comes around, then certainly by the time the 2027 World Cup comes around, she is the real deal. And it is great to see U.S. soccer using some of these in-between games where there's still not a manager, and we're expecting, I'm expecting, a manager to be hired sooner rather than later, maybe with them getting some games before the end of the year, but we still don't have a lot of clarity on that situation. So why not use this in-between time to get some young players involved and to really see what they can do? I'm crossing my fingers that we see Jaden Shaw in this window. She is the real deal. Now, all of that praise for Jaden Shaw, you can heap on Olivia Moultrie. Now, that's not to say they're the same player. She's still very much getting her feet wet in the NWSL, but this is her third season in the league because she enters as a 15-year-old in the NWSL in the first place. She's played more minutes this year than any year in her career so far. She broke the 1,000-minute mark in the NWSL regular season. 11 starts in the regular season for the Portland Thorns, and her underlying numbers are legit as well. She is a fantastic playmaker. Great vision. Plays a little deeper at times than Jaden Shaw. She's popped up a lot as one of those free eights in Portland's 4-3-3 setup that they have tinkered with a little bit as the year has gone on, but Moultrie is so comfortable in tight spaces. Her spatial awareness is fantastic, especially for such a young player. She checks her shoulder well. She uses her frame well to guard the ball. She's shifty on the ball. She's not the fastest player from point A to point B, but she can cover tight little bits of ground very, very quickly. She's savvy in that midfield space, plays like a veteran, even though, again, she is just a teenager. Her stats are also absolutely fantastic when you look at a lot of the underlying numbers, whether that's compared to a midfielder, like a pure central midfielder, or to an attacking midfielder. And she's played in kind of a hybrid of those two roles for the Thorns this year. The same thing I said about Shaw, doubles here for Moultrie. I will be floored if she's not playing a key role for this team ahead of the next World Cup. This is why, even with that disastrous loss to Sweden earlier this year in the World Cup that knocked the U.S. out of the tournament, this is why it's not necessarily time to panic. This fall, really, and ever since the World Cup, has been a monumental opportunity for the United States women's national team to transition and to get better. And make no mistake about it, Olivia Moultrie and Jaden Shaw will help this team get better. Their ability to pull strings in midfield, to make players higher up the field, and to want to combine and to play real soccer, to have the athleticism as well, to be dangerous and skillful on the ball in transition moments. These players check all of the boxes. I'm not saying they should be thrown into massive roles right away with the national team. It does make sense to ease them in, but they are good enough to change games for the United States at the international level against even some of the best teams in the world. To have the chance to integrate players like Moultrie and Shaw into the team and to do a major tactical and really program reset by bringing in a new manager as well, this is a huge chance for the United States women's national team to get all of those decisions right, for Matt Crocker and U.S. Soccer to nail these from the top down, and they're showing good signs on the sporting department. Now the question is, can they get the manager higher right, and can that manager develop at least something of a tactical floor for this team to be able to be at least the sum of their parts, if not more? Because let's be honest, the U.S. was rarely ever that, and certainly was not that for Vlatko Andonovsky at major tournaments or in the time between the Olympics and the World Cup. So, 
Lots of things to be excited about if you're a U.S. Women's National Team fan. A ton to be excited about as well if you're an American soccer fan right now. We've got coverage of a ton of what's going on in the U.S. soccer landscape over at Backheel.com. Go check us out and subscribe. And check us out on social media, not just on Twitter, but Instagram, TikTok, Blue Sky, and Threads. We're at Backheeled on all of those platforms. Go check us out there as well. For now, we'll talk to you again next week. Oh, 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 oh,